1: Ready?
3: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. I'm Milton Glick. We're out here on the porch at Millburgers. Oh, he put his gloves on? He put his gloves on. I'm oh, not fair. Oh, now it's cold. <laughs> we'll get, I'll get you some gloves. We'll, we'll... I've got gloves. Yeah, he's probably he's got
4: six sets of uh, pockets there. Maybe, maybe I should gloves. get me some gloves.
3: Um, all right, but listen, it's a nice brisk day out here at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevard. Is that right? why all these plants are rolled over? Yeah, that's the briskness that is, uh, it's a little windy, and actually the wind is what's making it uh, chilly, really. Yeah. The sun is, when you're out in the sun and the wind stops for a second, it feels wonderful. But
4: uh, well, I'll take this, I'll take uh, 35, uh, 36 degrees rather than that forecast that we looked at last yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Where they, where they were talking about what they,
5: twenty eight? They they've modified their prediction for cold.
3: Yep. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, it was scary cold. Yeah. Um, I yeah. went.
4: I went so far as to uh, prune my uh, limes and lemons to get so that I wouldn't have to cover so much oh, dead okay. wood. Uh, you know, I, w- I generally would wait a little longer because it's a little unclear where that live wood, dead wood. Uh, uh, division is, but then, uh, then you wanna if you wanna cover all that dead dead wood, it's much harder than it is to have a come more complex. Yeah, sure. Plant and there for a while it looked like we were gonna have to use uh, heat heat sources too.
5: Yeah, and if you cut into back into the or if you cut into the dead wood. uh more more, more may show up later, but you'll still have the advantage of being a, easier to cover.
3: Yeah. Y'all want to know the forecast according to weather.gov? Only if it's good. Well, it depends on how do I know if it's good? Depends on how what you want. Well, we, don't we
5: don't want it to freeze. It to freeze. Right. We want then we it, chill.
3: Though. Then it's good. This afternoon, sunny, a high near 58, which is getting very close to. Okay. Uh, Wind gusts about 15 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 30 miles an hour. Wow. This evening, clear with a low around 35. So I always hear your little voice in my head saying when they tell you that, it could be 25, it could be 45. In the
5: hill country, it's going to freeze.
3: It will? Okay. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 59 okay uh okay so the less windy winds around five Good. miles per hour becoming south southeast in the afternoon okay so that's so that'll be nice actually yeah uh, and then uh, Sunday night clear with a low around 38 uh, um, MLK day Monday sunny high near 65 so that'd be really nice
5: yeah that'll be nice uh, low breezes
3: partly cloudy Monday evening with a low around 52 Tuesday high near 68. Uh, showers on Tuesday night uh, with a low. Oh, chance of rain is 80% Tuesday night with a low around 39. Wow.
5: Well, and you remember on Sunday night, tomorrow night. Yeah. It's all those moon moon deals. In other words, a blood moon and an uh, eclipse. I didn't know about the eclipse. A moon. Yeah. It's- and it's supposed to be the biggest, one of the biggest. Brightest moons of the
1: wow of the season. So yeah. what does that it's gonna,
5: mean? It's going to be a good uh, and you know a lot of times we have these events and uh, the cl- it's cloudy. Oh yeah, so it'll be a good good point. Yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good deal tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh,
4: you have to be able to be able to get up at midnight. Yeah, yeah, and. and uh, or not go to sleep
3: and be a, be a little cool.
6: Well, actually, you know,
3: a lot of people have Monday off, so it's all kind of coming together. There you go, huh? So there you go. Now so that does that full mean moon any, is pretty. Does that mean anything for gardeners? No. Oh, Okay.
4: Well, you can make something up like oh. like they have for centuries and centuries and centuries.
3: All right, James, you need to call us on this when you're you're a moon planter. He's a moon planter. Yeah. yeah so, James, if you got a If this moon will mean anything to uh, gardeners, you need to tell us. 210-308-8867. A reminder, next Saturday at this time, we'll be talking to you about the blood drive that's going on. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will be here, uh, and uh, you can come out and donate blood from 10 to 1.30. Uh, Millburgers has uh, partnered with them and tried to increase the incentives because blood is in short supply, as Calvin said. See, I'm giving you credit. Uh, the, the hey, there couple, was
4: actually a, uh, another article column yeah in the paper okay. about, about the shortage and mentioned Milburgers Oh good if you came uh, to give blood at Milburgers this next weekend they they mentioned the other prizes but they also mentioned a uh, HEB gift certificate I think
5: Oh this
4: mm-hmm. next weekend yeah, the, the, maybe that was Millburgers and HUB in the same. Maybe oh, okay. oh, so.
3: Maybe the South Texas Spef- Blood and Tissue Center is giving a
4: special, yeah, okay, special uh,
3: gifts. Uh, look, look through the paper and you know, yeah. find it. So, uh, I'll t- go. I'll go to their website and look too. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming up, uh, and uh, just come on out. It's uh, painless. Doesn't take a whole lot of time. If you've done it before, you know. You know how how it goes, but uh, your South Texas uh, neighbors need you, so come on out and give blood next week at the blood drive.
4: And as we've brought up many times, uh, you will, you or somebody close to you will need help in the future, mm-hmm. and it's always always a good thing that you've uh, done your part, or and you're signed up and ready for action if uh, somebody in your family needs uh, needs the support. They uh, did or it. Blood.
5: They had a TV deal on platelets, mm-hmm. talking about giving platelets.
4: Yeah, is that is that the? They take a little extra blood and yeah, they you know, process them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, does our, our They do it. Yeah. They do it at the. Yeah, at least the Last time I was uh, talking there, they
3: yeah they so were considering so. it. Yeah. On their website, be a hometown hero. Donate blood the first through the thirty-first, and receive an HEB gift card when you donate. So,
4: yeah, wow. Well, then you, if you get you get one. If you donate here at Mill Rivers, you get also the gift certificate. You'd be in hog heaven. Lots of lots of dividends for a, a task that's that's important to everybody.
3: All right, well, our phone number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's uh, 866-308-8867. We're sitting
5: there chomping on uh, Satsumas, the last of my uh, Seto variety uh, I picked. Uh, I've been picking a few all along. But I think these are the sweetest. We've had, of They're course, good. Lo- the longer they stay on the tree, it's not that good for the tree, but it it's, uh, really produces uh, good, sweet fruit. And uh, so we we went through my sito tree. Now we'll have to start on my okitsu tree. The problem with my okitsu tree is the fruit is up high. I'll have to get a ladder and get
4: them. Uh-oh. Got your insurance paid on? Yeah, that's
5: what I mean and uh some uh, some are uh rooftop high but i won't be able to get those i don't i don't i don't go on the roof anymore yeah tell your maybe your son-in-law i had dr stein come pick them one year uh he's a young man he climbed up on the roof and got them but uh if you left them uh, and grapefruit's the same way Uh, have you gotten all your grapefruit off have that's really better for the tree. It gives it time to kind of
4: readjust. We had a a crew of people for four weeks working on on our house. Oh, okay. So they they've been getting they the grapefruit. Lo- yeah, they love grapefruit, so they were good. Getting yeah, they used it up.
5: That's a good use for. Yeah, for sure.
4: And. Wow. Uh, Trace looks like he's uh, feeling a little better.
3: Hey, there's Trace. I was just seeing uh, about the blood drive and how it all worked and stuff. So. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. You feeling better? Uh, yeah. I'm hey, you sound better. It's like you got a little strength to your voice. Yeah. So what's going on here at the nursery, Trace? I uh, just keep bringing more and more
7: in. Uh, so we're fully loaded on fruit trees. Our shade trees are coming, shrubs are uh, probably 60% there, so every week we're getting more in.
4: And um uh, did you a- Well did they, uh, went, I bought a bunch of uh, blue bonnets last weekend and right behind me somebody else bought, bought the rest of them. Did they were oh, the rest yeah. of Yeah. That's what I was wondering if there was any left. And then I did I with them, I transplanted larkspurs, and I don't know how they ever got a reputation of being hard to transplant. Because <laughs> you know, I just get—I was getting them out of the beds, yeah. Basically, pulling them out as we would yeah. transplanted them, and every one of them, every one of them was taken. And then uh, I know you—you you still have a few of the uh, maroon blue maroon uh, poppies.
3: poppies. Right? Yes, there's uh, still two sizes out there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how many? Are there a lot of them? Or we're going to have uh, Greg on tomorrow talking about it. Yeah.
7: They transplant, good pretty, good. they
3: transplant
4: pretty easy, too. Yeah.
3: All righty. So, uh, so. Charles
7: set up the plant for the weekend. Oh, I did was, he? Was, well, I'm assuming. Okay. behind us here.
3: So. Uh, Do you. Are you. So are we ready I for think, the. I think we're ready. We well, should yes. have. Uh,
4: you should have David to for that announcement.
3: Yeah.
7: All right. So this was actually going to be last week's Plant of the Weekend, but those goji (laughs) berries were so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did
3: a lot of people come by and get them?
7: Well, employees ate some. No, I didn't mean the berries. I meant the plants. Oh, we sold a few. (laughs) Good. Good. Uh, But there's very few berries left. Oh, dear. The berry between uh, a few employees and the chickens, um, (laughs) they're still good-looking plants but not very many berries on them. It's okay. The berries will come back. They will. All right. So Plant of the Weekend is Hops. And so uh, micro-brewing, brewing beer in your, in your garage or wherever you might do it, is becoming a, uh, I don't want to say fad. It's becoming popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're jumping on that bandwagon, and we've got two different varieties of hops that they can grow here. One is called Cascade, and the other is Sentinel. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we've got little flyers here on, on showing how to grow them. And uh, these two varieties they should be successful with uh, to grow their own hops so that they can make their beer.
4: Okay. They're they're not little plants, so either, are they?
7: No. I mean, this uh, self-pollinating plant matures at 20 feet. All right. And 10 foot wide. So uh, it's pretty. uh,
5: It's a big triumph. plant. It's pretty cool.
7: And I I like the little hop thing. It looks kind of like a grass seed. uh, Yeah.
3: This part, too. Yeah.
7: So they're only twelve ninety nine, and we do have uh, both flavors and a fair number of of each. So,
3: so I'm guessing if you've been buying your hops someplace else, Uh, (laughs) now you can say these hops are from my backyard. That's true, right? uh, Yeah,
6: and if
7: you've never thought about growing hops, now you know that uh, that you can be successful. Mm -hmm. You might start your own brewery. Well, there you
4: go. Might be good too if somebody out there has. Has grown them as an ornamental or as a, just a hobby. And the picture that
7: uh, that they put on this is is really pretty.
4: Yeah, they're pretty,
5: pretty you, you seen them in gardens, Jerry? Here, uh, yeah. David grew some on the
4: fences there at. uh oh, that's cool. Botanical garden. Did they lean on there or fence? Yeah,
5: yeah. They climbed it. Huh. So uh, now one thing, <clears> though don't get your hopes up of seeing a pretty plant because they're dormant at this time that's that's true they are dormant but uh, like all of our fruit trees and um, uh, deciduous plants they need to be planted so they can establish a root system and uh, start growing in the spring when the soil temperature warms
7: and uh, you don't have to worry about cold with these guys so uh, I was talking to Charles earlier, and he said they're good to zero degrees.
5: Yeah, so the, the root system. I
7: don't think we'll ever have to worry about them freezing here.
5: No, the root root system is uh, will go dormant.
3: Oh, okay. And then when it warms up, they'll just get excited and go. Yeah. Okay. From the root. So we got hops. How many hops we hop? Uh, we've
7: <laughs> got like uh, a bunch, uh, like. Close to hundred of each, ride. Wow. Okay. All right? Okay,
3: hundred of each, give take. So you can come by and you hop get, in the you, car.
4: Yeah, or jump, jump right over. here. Yeah, there you
3: go. Um, Quick like a bunny, and come to Millburgers.
4: Bunny, Larkspur.
3: Like a bunny, Larkspur. <laughs> Larkspur. I think Bunny Larksboro was uh, had said that, that saying, "Honey," I think, right? Never mind. Okay, and that was. <laughs> <laughs> now we're,
4: we're we're finished with the. Uh,
3: so, hops, or you can call the nursery and they'll put some aside for you at 210 497 3760. 210 497 3760.
4: The Christmas tree recycling, are we finished or we've got still extending?
3: Technically yet? or realistically?
7: No. Realistically. <laughs> realistically, if somebody has a Christmas tree out there and they want to drop it off, we're going to we're gonna help them out. Trace will work with you. That's good. And I'm then, still going to give them a 20% off. Yeah. Very good. That's
4: good. Yeah, because in my neighborhood they were uh, it, was, it has slowed it was down brushed. dramatically. Yes, yeah, it was brush pickup, so a lot of a lot of folks put the oh, tree put trees out with the that. brush. Yeah, but you know, very small percentage of the neighborhoods in town at any one time will do brush pickup. So there's there's a lot of trees out there still, but come on in, uh, see what milburgers has to offer, all those new fruit trees and all the recommended, you know, the peaches and. Plums and and then look at the cyclamen and all all the winter annuals that are still beautiful. And
7: did y'all see those strawberry hanging baskets that we got in? No, no. where? They're on they're on the ground at the entrance, but uh, there's strawberries on them bigger than what you would see at H E B. What? Yeah, there's some massive ones, two inch long. Cool.
4: Uh, I do know that the ones I got and put in the the horizontal whisky, whiskey barrels that are. Really attractive and uh, blooming up a storm. Yeah, look good. Yeah.
3: Mine aren't doing anything.
4: Really, just what, sitting there. Are they in the sun?
6: <laughs> most most of the day, like yeah. morning sun.
3: Some Especially. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Some. of do they need What my, do you
5: mean, not doing anything?
3: It's just sitting up there, looking. gonna in.
5: put in any new leaves or blooms or anything?
7: No, not. Are they really. green? Yeah, that's always a good thing for you. They are yeah. green.
3: <laughs> they're standing upright. They're you know okay. Um, these just
4: getting us a roots established. They'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, these varieties are different than some we've had in the past. I mean, they're not not putting runners out. I mean, uh, most most yeah. in the past you they, we've been overrun by runners. You know, you could be out there all clipping the runners off. But these these are just made a nice big solid plant, and then they've got the
3: the fruit
4: big blooms yeah
3: I think I know maybe what the problem is besides the sun maybe so I fertilized with an osmocote no that's and no you problem. said oh I thought you said that was bad because it was going to be slow release yeah it's slow it, release but it, uh is it releasing that, should, it, that shouldn't affect your that won't
4: hurt it it just won't be won't well, yeah. be won't be as
5: vigorous fast yeah
3: okay so I need to get like maybe a water soluble
5: 19 what, uh, 2020 it's in, a, it's
3: in a container yeah okay
5: it's water put a tablespoon in a gallon of water
3: and it'll just perk up instantly
5: well,
6: well yeah
4: if you had light, if you had sunlight then. it's 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 growing a root system it's it's okay. Uh, come on, come August at me. <laughs> 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 the
3: sun moves in the sky. Yeah. I'll have August strawberries. Maybe after the eclipse. There you go. Okay. The, so
5: don't worry, it's, it, it'll come.
3: So that's cool. So they could be decorative, but have fruit on them and the strawberry baskets. Yes. Yeah. Cool. How much are they?
7: Uh, I believe for sixteen ninety nine. Okay. I could have to that's verify a great that.
3: deal for them have already having strawberries and stuff like that. Very cool. So as you uh look at the when you come in the nursery they're over by they're at the entrance uh, okay. by the by the stock.
4: Cool. All right. Uh, another thing that's in is uh geraniums. Yeah. And what Beautiful. what's uh, the the
7: they are Fantasias.
4: Yeah. So that that's a uh, the variety that uh can put up with a lot more heat than the other ones have and they're very beautiful and
7: we've colors. got them in uh, six inch six six inch pots and hanging baskets
4: you got it. yeah i saw there was a whole bunch in the weren't there some in the uh, greenhouse too
7: yes and no uh those are fantasias yes but uh we're doing an experiment we're Uh-oh. we're going to try to make our own color bowls
5: oh okay okay
7: so uh that's what you saw there
5: yeah and it's got good spinach out there too. Uh, yeah. Great, great-looking spinach plant. Two flats of spinach out there. Yeah, if you haven't uh, planted your spinach this year, it's uh, it's time to you know you can g- go ahead and catch up with these larger plants. Out here. And if you if you've harvested your first broccoli. And you know you get one big head, and then maybe a couple of side shoots. And then the, uh, if you want to plant some more more broccoli, then we've got good broccoli
4: transplants. Yeah, still here. plenty of time to do that. Yeah. Well, and we can. Uh, the English peas are starting to <laughs> to set uh, peas too. But you can still stick plant English peas by seed. And I think carrots you still do all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lettuce, of course. And there's uh, gosh, you can come out here when we're seeing all these things we're talking about. Get some free lettuce seed.
3: Call yep, we, for lettuce. we have it. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We gotta take a break. While we do, you give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace is gonna visit with us. And your calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call, and blood is in critically low supply. So, how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has Doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out Millburgernursery.com for more details. That's Millburgernursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Boulevardie
8: Road. Why well, was the basketball
9: court all wet?
1: Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it. No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Whatever it takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they
0: buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
10: This is Mark Sedas. For Mark Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape, or with stones that are loose, or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention, or stones that need replacing? Mark Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone, or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Jewelers, we believe in preventing loss. Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. Welcome
3: back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is the number, 210-308-8867. Hey, when uh, you keep your home nice and warm and toasty during uh, these cold days and nights, um, um, you're you're warm and you enjoy it. And as uh, Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control says, so does Mama Mouse. So she wants to come on in there and uh, bring her youngin and uh, and or have their babies there. Uh, and uh, she's a good mommy. She is a good mommy, but she's also gonna cause problems, and so are her little kids. What? They're gonna get into stuff they shouldn't. And so <laughs> electrical electrical yeah, wire and ducks and all that stuff. So if you got mice or roaches or spiders and you want to get rid of them rats yep spider-man pest control can help you out they've been doing it since 1976 so how many years are we now they celebrated how many their anniversary 40 years 40 something years of, yeah of doing this in san antonio uh they are the experts in san antonio and they will come to your house uh, and evaluate it they'll talk to you about what you want to do so you may want to try more organic controls uh, they'll talk to you about it, and they'll uh, they'll come up with a plan that's organic or integrative, and uh, they'll come up with a plan that you'll like. Spider-Man Pest Control, you'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com or call them at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or GoSpiderManPest.com. Give them a call. You'll like dealing with Spider-Man Pest Control. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867 is our number. Call us and uh, tell us uh, what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, <laughs> ask us what you should be covering, things like that. We'll help you out. Yeah.
5: Um, we still got onions, right? Yeah, We sure do. They look good. I've got, I've got bad news or sad news. Uh, you know, we always talk about the uh, 1015Y, the Texas A&M Sweet Onion. Yes. Uh, that was uh, developed oh, by Dr. By Pike Dr. Leonard Pike. And I just got uh, news that he passed away. Yeah, it was
4: announced in the Express News.
5: Yeah, he was uh, 78 years old
4: not too far from us jerry no i i I know that calvin (laughs) he was in good well last time i saw him he was in pretty good shape yeah 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 but uh anyway
5: he passed away uh i got a deal from uh saying that uh, they were deeply saddened to inform me that uh that, my, that uh, a friend and colleague, Dr. Leonard Pike, former director of the Vegetable and Fruit Improvement Center and professor, Texas A&M, Brad A&M at uh, Texas A&M University, passed away at the age of 78 at uh, 628, uh, January 12th, in Atlanta. Uh, his dedication toward research and helping fruit future generations was demonstrated by his commitment to giving. Oh, he gave his body to science. Hmm. Uh, I was going to do that, but they said they didn't want it. Yeah, <laughs> science
3: won't return the phone they, call, they <laughs> they, they Maybe They would have. They maybe would have considered. The <laughs> yeah,
4: they would have considered it uh, 30, 40 years ago. But <laughs> Dr. Pike was a good instructor. Instructor, and he, he was a nice yeah. man too, and uh, enjoyable to be with.
5: Uh, his in, his impactful research and and uh, uh helped start the Vegetable and Fruit Improvement Center, and this eventually helped producers of Texas by generating several hundred million dollars in revenues in onions, carrots and Cucumber and beyond. He was known as the Onion King of Texas. So, um, we appreciate uh, all that Dr. Pike did. And there's a complete write-up. Uh, Dr. Pike and, uh, Dr. Leeper uh, developed or selected the 1015Y, um, onion. And uh our 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 and and it can help, help keep it on the market too. Uh what I liked about uh Dr. Pike was that uh sometimes sometimes it's difficult to uh work with uh Texas A and M uh as far as their their new products are concerned. But uh he wouldn't take no for an answer and uh he he got the growers together and they grew their own seed uh he took a lot of uh flack over that but uh he kept those uh kept those onion varieties uh true true to type and uh, on the market and made uh it they 1015 the, uh, the basis for a lot of other famous oh animals. yeah absolutely and uh, continue uh, you know we buy 1015 y over here as transplants from Dixondale Farm and uh, but, but for Dixondale Farm to be able to grow these plants uh in Carrizo Springs, uh, they have to have a seed source. And the seed companies actually quit producing 1015Y. And so Dixondale started producing their own seed to keep 1015Y on the market. Uh, You've heard me uh, lament lament about uh, how difficult it is to keep these uh, improved varieties uh, available, uh, and that onion deal. If uh, Dixondale Farms hadn't stepped up the plate and grew their own seed, we wouldn't have 1015Y onion. Wow. And wouldn't have uh, what's the new improved uh, legacy. Legacy. Wouldn't have the legacy. So uh, we appreciate all that. Uh, Dixondale did
4: does and uh, all that uh, Doctor Pike did. And those onions are really responding to this weather. Too.
5: Oh yeah, this is perfect weather yeah, for onions.
4: Get, get get some in your garden. They're easy to grow and uh, doing well.
3: Somebody asked me about potatoes. Yeah. Is it time? Is it past? I always, and...
4: I always shoot for February first. Oh okay. That's a uh, that's a pretty good time. Uh, I think my uh next maybe it's so, uh, the next saturday or the saturday after no i think it must be next saturday it's uh i'm talking about rodeo tomato and uh, potatoes
3: yeah oh and, good okay
4: and it's kind of the last hurrah in the winter vegetable garden yeah mm. if you want to you know if you want to really good still have a good chance of harvesting uh winter vegetables you need to get them in uh, pretty soon
3: Hey, we are uh, going to talk to Christy on the line at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 Christy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas Thank you What's going on? How can we help you?
9: Well, I planted a whole bunch of large spur seeds and some come up from what I had from last year too, but I have a lot of like clover and stuff in, in there it can can I put something on that now, or what do I need to do to
5: get rid of the weeds in there? I'm sorry, what kind of seed did you plant? Larkspur. larkspur. Oh, larkspur? Uh-huh.
4: I don't know. at larkspur, I grow those weeds. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You uh, so just
9: leave
4: it alone? Yes. Yeah, sir. you can. I try to hand uh, weed some. Okay. But, uh, but it is difficult because those... Uh, Oxfords are everywhere, but Jerry's right. It won't be long. They'll be taking charge.
5: Okay. <laughs> is it, is, it hen bit, is it henbit? Is it henbit or with the little blue flowers on it?
4: I bet it's the, the weeds. Well, you know, I
9: think that they really get white. I mean, yellow flowers on them eventually.
4: Oh, yellow flowers could be well, black that- medic. No, yeah, not that'd be. Well, it could it's be Black not, It's medic. not Clover,
9: then? It kind of looks like Clover. I don't
4: know what they are, Yeah, really. well, Black Medic, well, Oxalis would be in the summertime.
5: Yeah, could it be uh, our favorite... Horse uh, herb. Horse herb. Ox- henbiddle will come up in, in amongst horse oh, herb. What's
4: the, what's the other uh, weed that grows with henbiddle? That's got kind of the white, white flowers, real lush. Yeah, that a wild carrot, no. Uh, that I can't think of it right now. I'll think of it in a minute. Okay. But yeah, there's lots of weeds out there that are really uh, henbit. Henbit is one of those that's most aggressive. Uh, but the other one I'm thinking of too is also. You, if you, you if you deal with it much, you'll know it because it's so full of moisture that. Eat relatively easy to pull out but you get all soggy with the the pulling. All right. But the larkspur will outgrow that too
9: eventually. Okay. And you know, I, I have another question about just general gardening. Sometimes when I've seen things that I've wanted to put in my in my bed and it says keep them moist I mean is that something to even mess with if you have to really keep something moist.
5: What is it, keep? It says what?
9: It keep, it says like uh, keep, that they like semi-moisture, you know, that they always want to have some kind of moisture. And I don't know what that really means in a garden bed. Do I have to keep them, you know, like twice a week? Do I have to water something, or it's just a general yeah.
4: garden? Place. Yeah, it depends on the texture know. of the of the mix, this, and uh, and this kind of weather we've had. Now, this weather we've had, you've still had to wa- water containers, but there generally raised right. bed gardens with uh, sturdy soil stayed moist.
9: I guess I'm talking moist. about, like in the summer, and I get full, hot, hot sun all the time, and then I, I don't even know if I should try to plant something that tells me it needs to be semi-moist all the time.
5: Yeah, well, that's a safe recommendation. <laughs>
9: So what do I do? I just—that's what I'm asking you—is that like twice a week? No,
5: I, we I would just something? maintain your regular watering uh, procedure, like uh, larger pots, or so
4: once a week, mm-hmm. and thoroughly, thoroughly water. Okay. Uh, yes. Sometimes, uh, uh, new t- well, new transplants—you probably have to water twice a week at least. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. Tomatoes are pretty sensitive to it. All
3: right. Okay.
9: All right. I thank you all so much.
3: Thank you for calling. Thanks, Christy. You uh-huh. take care. Yep. All right. We're, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Check weed. Is that what you think it is? we yeah. That's yeah.
4: the other one that's...
3: 210-308-8867. More of Millburger's Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburger's Landscape Nursery with 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Wick. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick from Milburger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road, and we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call, and blood is in critically low supply. So, how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Milburger's and you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process, and the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out com for more details. That's com, And we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Boulevardy Road.
11: Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of one to 10. One is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley radio show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income.
2: The Dell Wamsley show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM, the answer.
12: No word in the English language is less convincing than probably.
0: A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com.
8: If you're looking to replace the windows in your home, Advanced Custom Windows has a great deal for you. Purchase a voucher valued at $17,100 for the Marketplace value price of $10,000. Minimum 12 windows and a maximum of 18. See clearly from your home thanks to Advanced Custom Windows. Additional windows can be purchased at an additional cost. At
0: the
2: Marketplace page at 930
3: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're here live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a bright, sunny day. It looks like the wind may have died down just a little bit. Uh, And uh, we encourage you to come on out and visit with us, or... Uh, you can call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, like Christy did, and uh, we'll talk to you on the phone. So what's good, what else is going on?
5: I've got a note from the uh, Gardening Essentials Class, the oh, yeah. GVST. Because of MLK Day, we will not be meeting on the third Monday.
3: So they're moving it to next Monday.
5: To they're moving it to January twenty eighth. Okay, that's that always month. happens. Next yeah, next Monday. Uh, Monday the twenty eighth uh, at twelve p.m. at the San Antonio Garden Center. Uh, so don't don't show up there uh, on Monday. This is a holiday.
3: Do they talk about what the what the twenty eighth is going to be?
5: Well, they happen to talk about that. Milton. Well.
3: Oh. Cool. Well, share that with us, won't you?
5: (laughs) (laughs) They are pleased to have a representative of the Phil Harberger Park Conservatory. Wow. Conservancy. Speak to us on the history of the park and the current activities that are being held there. Oh, wow. Located on Wordbach Parkway between Blanco and Northwest Military, the park hosts many gardening-related activities year-round.
4: They also probably talk about the uh,
3: the living bridge that they're going to yeah. put in there. Yeah, right? yeah the 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 living bridge. Why do you call it that?
4: I don't know. Is it not a living bridge? <laughs>
5: well, I don't know what a living bridge means. It's
3: yeah, it's for the animals to cross Warszawa Parkway. Right? People too. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think the it's idea living
4: because it's got plants on it.
3: Oh, I didn't know that part. How cool! Would you think
4: it was all concrete? I
3: didn't know. <laughs> I just know it was a bridge so the deer could get across and not be hit by cars. And I guess people, too, the people and the deer will walk hand in hoof, and they'll cross the bridge together. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they're building it. Have you drove, driven by? No. Land, it's, it's land, land Bridge. Yeah, they call it Land thank, Bridge. Thank you. Glad you the were con, here.
5: Conservatory, uh Conservatory aims to provide... Uh, Financial support to ensure that the community's vision for the historical property (laughs) is that, uh, that is, Phil uh, Harbor Park is realized. This includes uh, uniting the park with the construction of a land bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it acts as a liaison between the city of San Antonio, on behalf of the patrons of the park and the members of the conservatory. Cool,
3: Phil uh, Hartberger Park is great. Yeah, it's uh, for and the trails of just just walking, and you see. All, I've I've sent y'all a bunch of pictures from there. Going, what is this? What is this? What is this?
5: Uh, also, they'll have uh, George Weidman and administrator Emily Green. Uh, from the uh, Trinity Glen Rose, Trinity Glen Rose.
4: George Wisman, yeah,
5: is, is general manager uh, to discuss their vision on how we can be good stewards of our resources as a gardening community. Yeah, we've uh, so uh,
4: Milberters two- is par- partnered with them. Oh, on a lot of projects, and so have, so have I. Cool.
3: Yeah, it's uh, as the city grows. Uh, it's kind of funny that Hardburger was kind of once not exactly out in the boonies because it was, it's a Blanco and Wurzbach Parkway, but uh, it's now really a, a haven and an island for, for nature and uh, all kinds of fun things to do there. It's a great park. It's a perfect place for it, too. Um, yeah, they got
4: nice facilities. they got there. wonderful facilities, yeah. Yeah, for presentations and you're club talking
3: meetings. The, yeah, talk about the, uh, the nature thing. Oh, and they'll do, I promise you, come Sunday night. The astronomy groups will be out there at mm-hmm, Phil Hardberger mm-hmm. Park uh, with their telescopes looking at the blood moon stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of fun things to do out there. And lots of nature. And that's the that's not this coming Monday, but a week from Monday. The 28th. 28th. And where do they go if they want more information?
5: Uh, gardenvolunteers.com.
3: Dot org. Dot or, .org. org. Yeah. Okay.
5: Guard, cool. Gardenvolunteers.org. All
3: right. We need to send a liaison that can do that, that'll go and then do a review of the, uh, of the presentation. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven. A reminder: We hope to have Greg Grant on the show tomorrow uh, afternoon at one o'clock, talking about the Maroon Poppies.
5: What, what did you say? If he can
3: remember. Yes. So are you, are you, are you calling him or is he calling you? I think Greg's suggestion was we call him. Yeah, I think that would be the best. <laughs> a man has to know his limitations, and apparently Greg <laughs> knows his limitations on that. So, yeah, that will be fun to talk to Greg. You're calling his mobile number. I think so, yeah. Okay. Any chance he'll make fun of us or... Give us a hard time. Or oh, probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's always. How many words into the conversation before Greg is picking on us? <laughs> well, I think he's I'll probably ma- start maybe, picking I think, on him first. Oh, yeah. good. That's proactive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, proactive. First first shot.
4: But uh, I think he's calmed down a little bit with Jerry. I mean, he's taking into account Jerry's uh, advanced age. There you sure. go. So he's being much calmer.
3: Yeah. That and was, and
5: he's, he's named a plant after me, too.
4: Really? really?
3: Yeah, possum like,
5: Parson Select the Possum Hall Holly.
4: Oh, I thought it would probably be a weed or something like that. No, no. Horse herb. It's a nice plant. I talked about... Uh, I gave a presentation to the uh, Canyon Lake Garden Club up mm-hmm. there. And uh, really, that's a nice... That library up there. Oh, there? yeah. That's nice. And, and uh, I talked about... Horse herb, and they <laughs> they thought I was joking, cho- <laughs> <laughs> and finally I had to admit that you and I had declared it a uh, prized uh, part of the uh, the landscape because we had failed so many years to control it. So I <laughs> thought that was the better uh, the better route.
3: <laughs> yeah, the um, for folks who don't remember a long time ago when. Calvin was away for one weekend, and Greg sat in. Man, man. <laughs> it was an experience. So Jerry would be like, well, you want to plant that? Oh, come on now. Now, how how many of those have you planted? Now, you just tell me, and Greg would just, ah, man, we would just not.
5: Poor, poor Milton uh,
3: didn't know how to take it. See? I know. Usually Jerry was the one that was picking on people, and now Greg was <laughs> coming at him full force.
4: Well, you want to really... I think one time I was in a, in a vehicle. We were going to some meeting, with Jerry, Greg, and uh, old uh, Steve George. Steve George. Yeah, that that was hilarious and savage. <laughs> <laughs> That's savage. <laughs> um,
5: if we did, if we didn't love each other, we wouldn't pick <laughs> up. True. Uh, uh, Calvin mentioned horse herb and grassy weeds. Uh, Neil Spear got a got a question about controlling grassy weeds at this time of the year and uh he was talking about uh Roundup. Oh what's he talking about Roundup? Yeah. It says uh it, he 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 kinda tried to uh dissuade him from doing it. You know, not not using Roundup, but he said if you do use Roundup, be careful that you use the straight, the, the real one that with glyphosate only herbicide in there.
4: Yeah, there's so many and they've, additives. They've
5: added, they've added. stuff.
4: Well, it's not not that it's any any more a threat to the health. It's just a, it's a threat to other parts of your landscape because they they've tried to make it more versatile. Faster acting, yeah, more versatile, yeah. and dealing with so you could see the results uh, yeah. overnight. Yeah, just made it. It's just made it more complex to yeah. use. The only uh, he writes
5: the only weed I'd ever see myself spraying with glyphosate at this time of the year is dallas grass. Uh, this is a perennial weed for which we have no good control pre-emergence don't have because it comes back from its roots and we have no pre-emergent product that won't also kill our per- permanent lawn grass so uh he, he was talking about spot
4: treating Dallas grass with uh with Roundup yeah we don't have much problem with Dallas grass we have it
6: but <coughs>
4: it doesn't, yeah then not take over yeah um
5: now, we, I always worry about the temperature, uh, the effectiveness, because most of these herbicides are taken up by actively growing
4: plant material. And in his column, in the column today in the Express News, he mentions that. He was talking about HALT, I believe, that which is one of his favorite. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a broadleaf treatment. But uh, but he also brought up the if the temperatures are adequate. Yeah. So that's why we quite often recommend uh, um, the Fertilone product. Do you remember the name of it?
5: <laughs> weed Weed
4: Free Zone. Weed
5: Free Zone. <laughs> yeah, which has
4: got a which is still has some limitations in terms of cold weather, but it's got it's got a much more wider range that right. it would be effective. In.
5: It, w- it would be the only uh, weed killer that I would use at this
4: time of the year. And boy, the, uh, the uh, your, your favorite weeds, uh, the, yeah. the bed straw, beggar lice, yeah, those uh, types of things. The thistle, the dandelions, rescue grass, they're all going strong. But it doesn't kill horse
5: herbs. That's, that's the beautiful yeah. part about
4: it and uh how about that i guess it does oh it does work on uh on our uh hen bit doesn't
5: it i think it'll work on hen bit. Except, yeah it's got two it.
4: except the hen bit quite often the hen bit is in the middle of our flower flower beds so it's uh makes it uh pretty hard to use yeah
3: all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. A couple minutes before we get you caught up with the news and uh, what's going on. So uh, you got a, a short story there?
5: Yeah, Calvin's got a wonderful article in today's paper on oak wilt. And we've been getting some um, on on oak trees, live oak trees. And uh, now that uh, the, lead, the 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 leaves off the trees, uh, and people are wanting to prune, and uh, they've heard the uh, horror stories and seen the, the bad problems with oak wilt in the uh, in the hill country, mm-hmm. uh, they they're concerned, and this this article is very timely. And does a good job on uh, explaining uh, when, when There's one paragraph that I didn't quite understand. It said, uh, Beware of claims by some firms that their products and our therapy will prevent or cure... Oak wilt by providing needed nutrients and are res- relieving the stresses of the challenging environment. I didn't quite understand what that meant, Mountain.
3: No, I don't know.
4: Well, if you want to simplify it,
3: yes. <laughs> uh, just uh,
4: there doesn't, there's no uh, proof that just fertilizing trees. Uh, we'll save them from oak wilt. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know, there's some, there's some uh, specified, expensive, complicated treatments that work, but they are, they require a community to work together, and they require expenditure of funds and reliance on, on experts from Texas Forest Service and from uh, certified arborists, so be real careful um, it's one of these, uh, Jerry was talking about earlier about uh, somebody who says, uh, you know, says this this will save your trees and then accept if they're too far gone. Yeah. Um, and so you, n- you never know. You have to define what is too far gone, which is there's never a definition for.
3: No. You yeah, know, it's. Yeah, we'll have to get we have to take a break, but we'll get into it uh another time because we need to ask David. I'm sure the extension service has a uh stuff on this. We're going to take a break 210-308-8867 back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on the answer.
2: We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
3: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch having a good time sitting out on the porch uh, here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. And we encourage you to come on by and visit with us or call us and ask your gardening question in person at 210-308-8867. So I have been tasked to ask uh, you guys a question, on, get a recommendation. So we have, and this is kind of goes back to almost Greg's book. Uh, we have a bed. The uh, one where he did all the one that you like so much. Oh, yeah. With all the Yeah, uh, with all the specific designs and stuff. So we have got... I can, I can wait for Trace, too.
4: But Trace is bringing us some french fries. Is he? He's going to share those? I'm sure.
3: Oh, okay. He, okay, so we have a area that faces, uh, I guess, north. So... Or maybe... Anyway, so the sun comes up in the morning... And all this area, it's it's a bed right next to the house. So it gets lots of sun until the sun gets even with the house. And then for the rest of the day, it's almost where the strawberry is, by the way. Yeah. Um, so we want to plant uh, a shrub in t- closer to the wall. So we want, the idea is to tear it. So shrub and then flowers in front of the shrub. Uh, so it looks pretty, but it's green but colorful. And so we're trying to get suggestions on what we can plant.
5: You're your bond
3: holly. Okay. I was thinking about the hollies. I well, like, there you go. But they I, don't I, bloom. I,
4: I do like they? the, uh, well, the hollies.
3: Oh, you Scotch get the berries. berries. You do get the color from the berries. Yeah. Hold on. I, hold on, hold on
4: I, I like that. Uh, there we
3: go.
7: Nobody no. asked you how no. tall
4: you want it to get.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, mm, three to five feet, maybe. Nine Boxwoods. Oh okay, the Japanese yeah. spot, but they don't bloom either no okay, no. okay.
4: sandanqub viburnum
3: that's too big
4: I don't think, I don't know it only gets to Titus. seven feet T-
7: <laughs> uh. Titus viburnum is that a, a four footer
3: oh okay, and that'll that blooms in uh-huh. the spring. It's, uh, in fact it's oh, good they're starting I got bloods bloom. on them right now yeah. yeah and that'll take the the longer shade uh, oh yeah yeah, okay
4: they put up they're they're, they're good in the shade. They're deer proof too.
7: Well the deer don't eat eat them. It's just a short term bloom, but it's
3: uh it's gonna work for you. All right, so, so that was which Viburnum was that? Tynus. Okay. Dwarfio upon Holly, how tall will that get?
4: Well it's four footish. foot-ish. It'll, four foot-ish. foot-ish. it'll get a six four it'll get a six foot eventually, but oh, okay. it takes forever That's for That's why it. I say ish. Four foot ish. Yeah.
7: Uh um, four foot for you fifteen foot years. Either, either way.
3: The uh, Sinisa? Not enough sun to do well. Oh, man. How much <laughs> sun do they need?
7: All day. Full sun. More uh, than you
3: got. I want some. Well, of, look at your you can,
7: neighbors. You can plant one or two or three, and yeah. I'll take your money twice. <laughs> when I come back and get something that will actually work.
3: Um, okay. So, all right. Well, those are good. And that'll then, work. And they are they going to grow... They grow side to side. They're going to grow forward, too, away from some, the house? not as much as some of the Good. other Good, so vibranium. we can still do the
7: uh, tearing. The you, you can, but if you trim it the wrong time, you don't get the blooms.
3: Oh, no, no. She wants to put, like, uh, like pansies and stuff How in we, front of the... They, yeah, no problem. Or they, some, yeah, some perennial. Don't,
4: you don't really have to prune it.
3: little bit sun
7: like that, you're uh, you're going to be in with Calvin, though. You're going to be planting uh, primrose or cyclamen. For the winter. Oh,
3: there we go. That would look nice. And
7: maybe darkleaf begonias for the spring and summer.
3: Okay, so one more time. Primrose,
7: primrose and cyclamen for winter.
3: No, no, no. The, the viburnum. Oh, viburnum, yes. No, which one, though? Tinus. Tinus. I think is the, the okay. correct name Not for th- it. Like, right. like it's a titus. little short one. I like... Well, I oh, like oh, it's, it's tiny. Tinus. I don't know if that's... That's how I'll remember it. Okay, that's... I like both of
4: that? them, but uh, the... Uh, I think the Sundank was prettier foliage, and it's a kind of
3: flat. He's
7: not going to trim it.
4: Yeah.
3: Have we had Sundank? Have you made with, that plant at the weekend? Is, that sounds familiar.
7: Uh, we talk about it a lot. So okay. That's one of your best deer-resistant screens for uh, something
3: Shade-tolerant. Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: But uh, if you can put up with seven foot, consider that. But because Go look at the, those plants. I think
3: it's seven. How tall is a home? Like, where is it going to hit the roof? It won't hit it's the gonna roof. It's going to hit the
7: roof. That's what's going
3: to happen. Uh, so is the roof nine feet up, 12 feet up? Because it kind of comes over. You know, it's going to...
4: Yeah, it won't hit
7: the roof. What is it, the eave? It'll hit eight, the eave. Eight would be normal. Okay. Your eave might come down a little more than that. Actually, me. yeah,
4: mine are in front of a six-foot fence, and that's about all the taller they get.
3: Okay, good. All right. So when do you start planting those? In Anytime. Today, after the radio show. <laughs> well, we gotta, Prepare got the, the show first. We got to prepare the bed. No, thank you. We'll, we'll finish the show. Well, before then you can
7: go home and prepare the bed today, and you can plant tomorrow after the
3: show. Yeah, okay, that's work though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, uh,
4: you.
7: I
3: can't tell you what grows there. Y'all can determine how much sun I have by that. We do get good growth from a um, althea. Really? Uh, yeah. Maybe, um,
7: maybe you get more sun than you think.
3: I probably do. I'm probably being conservative on the sun. Um, and then uh, our, our bulbs aren't blooming. The ginger's not blooming anymore. The uh, It's kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. I don't think Laura wants hodgepodge gardening anymore. Okay. I think she wants okay. okay. Okay, I okay, got some plans. All right. 210-308-8867. You want to talk about the blood drive coming up while we got you up here? Yes. Cool. All right. Blood drive next Saturday. Start that
7: And uh, Charles up the ante. It's a $20, yes, uh, $20 participation coupon from Milburgers.
3: Yep. So just for going through it, even if you get rejected, you yep. still get the $20 gift certificate. do. Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you not sure, come on out and donate. And offer to donate. And, and uh, then if you can, do. And if you can't, well, Millburgers will thank you for coming out. And then it sounds like the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts, maybe including a... $10 gift certificate to H-E-B. Looks like it. Yeah. But this is in critical supply, so we're we're in a tough time now. So next Saturday from 10 to one thirty, You can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about it. But, yeah, we want to see a big turnout. So put it on your calendar and be there. Okay? All right. Trace, what else is going on?
7: Uh, we can do plant of the weekend again.
3: Okay. Hop on over here and, <laughs> uh, okay, never mind.
7: All right, so plant of the weekend is hops, if you didn't get the puns from Milton. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's a lot of interest now in, in microbreweries and you know, home brewing of beer, and hops is one of the main ingredients. And why not grow your own? Why not? So we've got two different varieties that should work okay here. One is called Cascade, and one is Centennial. Uh picture on this uh, flyer is pretty pretty nice. Uh, very tall. I assume That's on a little trellis-looking thing holding it up, but uh, very vigorous grower and uh, should be something that the average person could be successful with. Even if you're not doing beer, it's pretty.
3: Yeah. All right. So they're in what size container? It looks like a.
7: I don't even know how to describe that. Um, oh yeah. yeah. If we're talking about a TV, I'd say it's a five. It's like a malted milk container. Probably a eleven or twelve inch tall.
6: Yeah. So it's to,
7: Looks grow like to, a vase. it's to have a nice root system. Okay. Uh, the top is dormant, but the uh, but there's a good size root system.
3: Okay. So and how much is that? They are twelve ninety nine. Okay, so you can come on by and get one, or call Millburgers and uh, they'll reserve one for you. When you call 497-3760. Did I remember? Can we make a plant of the weekday? Sure. Okay. Can- I think your uh, your hanging basket strawberries was a good one that. We should look like a plan B. Um, okay. So talk about the hanging baskets of strawberries so we you got. Have
7: the, now. We only got about ten of them in. Yeah, and that's why uh, I want to. They're uh, they're grown. Those. It's the uh, it's the festival strawberry grown in a hanging basket. Mm-hmm. And if it's still there, then one of them had a, a fruit already that was probably two inches long. Uh, already starting to turn partially ripe.
3: So and the other ones are they are they in bloom too or are they just ready uh, the, to bloom?
7: The oh there's there's more blooms on them, and there's—I'm okay. sure there's other fruit. I just saw that one, and was like, "Oh my god, that was beautiful!"
3: Cool. All right, so we have about ten. So this is one of those ones where you might want to call in if this has interested you. Uh, size hanging basket is—I believe it's a ten-inch, ten-inch hanging basket. Um, and they're how much? I think uh, it's 99 1699. 1699. Okay, sixteen ninety-nine. But yeah, if you want one, come by quick because we've only got the ten. Or call 210-497-497 three seven six zero and tell them you want to get the the strawberry hanging basket uh it's kind of while supplies last so um the trace was talking about and they'll put it aside for you, you can get one or two and then you come by tomorrow or monday or tuesday and you pick it up they'll have it waiting for you we will you no know, yeah, but don't looked, wait on this one that's cool
4: it look good with is uh have we got some of those stocks they're sitting the, right next to the stalks. Yeah, Ooh. because uh, those fragrant stalks and beautiful colors. You smell the
7: stalk while you're shopping for your strawberry. Mm-hmm.
4: And good cut flowers. I was just reminded of the what a wonderful cut flowers they are. Judy had some uh, people over this morning, and she went out and harvested uh, a bunch of stalks. And uh, just uh, what a nice fragrance that is in the house. And the colors are great, and they last a long time.
3: All right. So again, four nine two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. The number to call and say, hey, put aside one of those strawberry hanging baskets for me. I want one of those. And then, uh, or call and say, hey, I sure like those hops. Uh, put aside one for me on those two.
4: Did I remember right? These hops, one of the plants. Somebody was uh, telling me that they uh, pollinators. They attract pollinators. Is that possible? Oh, I don't know. They, they got. A, a, let the, me read the, some more. The, right. the blooms. I can't see the blooms from here, but. Uh, yeah, they're full of bloom. So I was thinking that they were just. A,
5: yeah.
4: But that may be. that mean, we don't. We don't know we'll have to, We're always looking for good pollinators that are interesting plants for the landscape.
5: You yeah. have to. You have to dry the hops uh, fruit.
4: To use it mm-hmm.
5: and to use it, and uh, I think all that information is on uh, is on uh, on the web, internet, on how to how to actually how hand, to handle the fruit. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Okay. Because there's, there's a way, as I remember it, that you want to dry it for a certain period of time. You don't want to over dry it, I guess. Or dried out too much, but uh, like I said, most of that uh, on the internet. On, and this
4: is a large showy plant
3: too. Huh? Oh yeah, very cool. All right, well, g- go online, take a look at the pictures. There was uh, Cascade. Is that one of them? Or? Cascade, the which is
7: uh, apparently the most popular. Okay. Craft beers and cent- Centennial.
3: So that's do you what, think that's
7: popular for uh, pale ales?
3: All right, so if I get my hops and I start growing them and I and take the class from the uh, the extension service on how to make my own beer. Yeah,
4: except you'd have to co- go to the complete class. You couldn't yeah. do like you did the Master Gardener class. Uh, yeah. Are grumbled. we ever going to let him forget no.
3: that? No, grumble, grumble, grumble. Do you think people will buy Milto's, Milton's Pale Ale, Milton's... Uh...
7: Not by that name. <laughs>
3: oh. no. Fresh from my garden. Milton's, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It could work. This could be this could be the turning point for me. I could become a beer maggot. <laughs> a be- a beer a, maggot? <laughs> yeah, become
7: a connoisseur first. Okay. Yeah. Gar-
4: uh, how about a gardener first?
5: Yeah.
7: yeah.
3: Maybe no. I'm putting the cart actually, before the horse a little actually, bit. Actually,
4: he's getting to be a pretty fair
3: gardener. Yeah. Laura is helping. All right. 210-308-8867. Thanks, Trace. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show and a part of the fun at 210-308-8867. Were you finishing up on did, did you finish Calvin's article? Yeah, well,
5: article? Calvin also uh, makes us aware that uh this is, is I, I think we used to say February is a is a time to spray your trees for uh ball moss moths with uh
4: Co one of the Co products.
5: Yeah, with the Co site product. Uh,
4: what was the I other was project I, that I uh, was pro- just reading? It. Product that some people use, Jerry. Oh, when when,
5: when ball moss is susceptible, there is also an opportunity every spring. I think it's it's February, middle, middle of February, when we used to recommend. When ball moss is susceptible to spraying with copper copper hydroxide mm-hmm. or Co um enlist uh, Kevin writes, enlist the help of a contractor with a powerful spray rig just before uh live oak leaves drop in February or March. Uh there's tree trimmers coming around now and uh, they'll they're say that they'll go in and remove the uh Heaviest of the ball mall, and so then then uh, you get a commercial sprayer. Uh, people with a commercial sprayer, I think most of the most of the spray play places with those uh, heavy duty sprayers that can get to the top of the the oak trees. That they they. That's a function of their their service. This is uh, is removal of uh, the ball moss with uh, and they use coside, kocide, K-O-C-I-D-E, uh, as Calvin writes about in uh, today's
4: paper. Use uh, if you got if you got somebody. Most neighborhoods have an arborist or two that they're comfortable with. Hey. Has a good reputation. It's done work in the neighborhood. If you can uh, enlist them, that's always good. We yeah. think, uh, you know they've got the insurance. They've got the uh, the record of uh, good service, uh, and so you're you know you're not taking a chance. And spraying uh, now, it's one thing if you're removing some of the fall mm. moss, but spraying does not cause an immediate reaction.
5: No, it doesn't fall off. It like it killed it overnight yeah. so uh, but but it it kills it, it kills it, and uh over a, over a period of
4: time uh it'll release and fall off and this spring we've had a, a lot of the moss mos blown off of right uh, right off trees this year, but i you know I'm not recommending I don't think Jerry is, despite the fact that he pretends he'd He's anti moss, but we're not necessarily <laughs> recommending that you get it done. It's not hurting your trees, but if you don't like the looks of it, then then there, there's one that's one strategy. Yeah, to follow. Have some have somebody
5: come in and remove the, the heaviest concentration. If you just spray balm, spray the goal side. In a heavy in a heavy uh, population, thick population, uh, the key to that is uh, getting coverage on the on the balmoss plant. Now, uh, we said we do it in the middle of February, and the the there's thought behind that is that we get. Most of our rains in March and April, and that carries the, uh, the coside into the into the plant and kills the plant. So you can spray it any time now, and uh, if it doesn't rain, it'll the 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 uh, product will st- will. It can stay on the on the plant until a uh, rain distributes it uh, throughout the plant. So uh, now's the time to start thinking about that. I think we used to talk about
3: the middle of February. Ray is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing?
13: Out of the wind in the Mount Theater. Uh, yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling back just to report to you guys because y'all had asked me. I, I had called in about I don't know three weeks ago, four weeks ago. <clears throat> I was using the. Uh, I was asking a question about the wheat free zone. I heard y'all talking about a while well ago, so I thought I'd call in and report. Um, you, you had asked me. I told you that I was trying that on the rescue grass. Um, you I had identified that that winter rye grass that comes up every winter as as rescue right. grass. Okay, so um, here's here's what I found out using the weed free zone. I, I think um, uh, Trace was was very correct when he said you're not going to have a whole lot of luck using that on on rescue grass. Um, however, um, what I did was I, I, I tested it using. Uh, Hand sprayer, and so I, you know, tested it on several bunches of, you know, I'm talking bunches about the size of a maybe a dinner plate. Um, so I would spray one bunch just one time with the weed free zone, and the other bunch I sprayed it once, and then a week later sprayed it again. And what I'm finding out is that the more you spray the weed free zone, the more it it kills it off. It's it's oh, not good. an immediate it's not an immediate kill. It's not it's not a terribly uh, effective thing where you'd get all excited about, yeah, it's it's going to kill it. I mean, you got to stay after it. But it it does kill, you know, I guess after the second time you spray it, it's probably going to knock out about 80% of that dinner, dinner plate size of, of grass, provided okay. you get enough of it on there and you use that... Um, I use a surfactant with it. And also this, time what I, also this time what I tried was about a third cup to a gallon of water, um, 9% vinegar. Um, and there, there are some bunches where it killed it off better than others. But, I, you know, I think a, as a kill during the wintertime, if you haven't applied uh, that granular stuff that we were talking about, um, which I'm going to try around Labor Day, to try and control that stuff. But um, if you don't, you know, if you want to just try and control this stuff as much as you can during wintertime, it's okay. It's just that, you know, you're you're going to be fighting the wind like today. You're going to be fighting the, the rain, you know. It's, it's raining like right. once a week. I mean, that kind of stuff. So it, it's a little difficult to really make that stuff work easily. Um, but, you know, if you really want to get out there and get after it, it does work. If you find a calm day when the mountain cedar's not bothering you, um, huh. You can get out there, and, and 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 what it does do is even the pieces that it doesn't kill, the pieces of those mounds that it doesn't kill, it actually slows them down. And so, you know, that stuff can get out of hand. You let it go, it can get three feet tall. Then it goes oh, yeah. to, you know, then it goes to seed, and it's even harder to control. Yeah, you can get out there and try and cut it, but that stuff grows back so fast. And who the heck wants to get out and cut the grass when it's weather like we we've, we've been having, right? So, um, so you you say
5: you say the best best uh, control is uh, use it twice a week apart.
13: I would say it's going to take at least twice. You're, you're not, there's mounds that I haven't done the third application yet, where probably seventy-five to eighty percent of the mound has has burnt away it's it looks like it's burnt or it's dead uh okay. but there's still the rest of the mound the, the other 20% is is hurting but it's not growing fast or actively so okay I, I think by the third application you you pretty much got it killed off you know for the winter time um, okay. not, in other uh-huh. words it's not going to continue to it's not going to continue to flourish and get 3 feet high you you may not kill that stuff off you know 100% but it's not going to come back super strong uh, with what winter is left, you know, that we have such short winters, so. Uh, yeah,
4: your ta- your target was the rescue grass, not right. not b- broadleafs, not bed straw or any of those.
13: Well, I've, I've used it on, uh, i got quite a few broadleafs out here. Uh, what I did was I hit them with, uh, when they were small, and I'd hit them with that stuff, and it does real good on, on stuff like missiles yeah. and,
6: you yeah. know, these
13: little bitty short, uh, I don't know, what they are exactly but they grow very short in, in the ground and they have a very broad leaf um, uh, so it, those, yeah. it, def, it definitely kills those off after one or two sprays um, in the winter time so
6: okay. you know, okay. stuff
13: you gotta be, the thing you got to be careful about is not like it says on the instructions not to put that around the root zone of your ornamentals um, and that's why I just spot spray here and there, and I, I make sure I don't spray around any ornamental, you know, root zones, to, uh, make right? Sure that hurt them. So. Well, that's
5: good information. We thank you for calling in. You
13: that's bet. Right. Um, hey, uh, I've got one other question. Um, sure. I, I, is what can I do? Um, you know, I live out here in Converse. I had mentioned before, and out here, it's like ninety percent rock, and rest of it's clay, and. My uh, crepe myrtles. <clears throat> I planted seven of them, and they—they'll be—they were in the, the ground. I think about a year now, um, and so I, you know, it's hard to get those roots down through the through that rock and and clay. Um, what what can I do to try and get better root growth for those crepe myrtles? Just time, or or is there like? Should I be adding superphosphate? You know, I've got mulch around them. That's probably ten inches high, donuts around each one, um, probably eighteen inches wide, and, and the crepe myrtles are anywhere from three feet to four and a half feet high, and I've got seven of them.
6: Yeah,
5: I think uh, I think they'll eventually find their way. Their root system will find their way through that. Uh, uh, soil, uh, okay. I, I don't think there's that, that anything you can add that will uh, stimulate root production. Of course, they are, people always, it doesn't hurt to, to add uh, a root stimulator uh, when you plant it. I did but that. I, ne- I never have seen
4: that to be that much of a benefit Right. Now, did you put, you put organic material in that whole bed? Uh, around, you, uh,
13: around each tree? Yeah, I used uh, an organic, uh, um, what would you say, garden soil uh, okay. and mixed that with the existing soil and then planted the trees uh, okay. in, in that. And then around each tree, I've got donuts of uh, mulch, Mulch. uh, you know, that's decomposing, and it's it's about three and a half, they're about three and a half feet wide, uh, and about, I'd say, 12 to 16 inches high. Uh
4: We don't recommend that you put compost organic material in the planting hole, but it generally helps when it's spread throughout the, the whole root area. Uh, but I think it sounds like you've done pretty much what you can do. Now you okay. just got to uh, put up with the slow development in that kind of soil.
13: I, yeah, that's what I figured. Okay, well, I just thought I'd ask just to see if there was something I didn't know.
5: No, that uh, I always tell the story where I had, uh, uh, when I planted crape myrtles in my uh, daughter's backyard there over on Stone Oak. And it was on top of solid stone. Wow. You know, wow. Uh, caliche. Hmm. And uh, I couldn't dig a hole. The root ball was uh, a, a standard five-gallon root ball. Right. A three-gallon root ball. And uh, I couldn't dig more than uh, two inches deep. Wow. And so I dug, out, I dug out two inches down to that solid rock, and then I put that, just put that, take, took the crepe myrtle out of the, out of the pot, and set it right on that hard caliche soil. Then I put uh, uh, mulch all all around the the root ball. In other words, cover the root ball with mulch. Wow! And that that's. They, those things grew 20 feet tall, 20, 30 feet tall in right. that solid rock.
13: How long did it take them to get 20 feet tall?
5: About two years. Really? Two, three years. Yeah. Oh, they they really took off and grew fast.
13: Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Well, then I'm, I guess I'm doing all, so I, don't, can. all I can. Do is wait. Yeah,
5: don't, don't worry about it. You've done more than you should have.
13: <laughs> okay. Good deal. Okay, guys, uh, thanks a thanks, thanks, Ray.
3: Thanks for the info. You take care. Yeah. <clears throat> All, right. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, live here at Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. And this is 930 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So, how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1 30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out Millburgernursery.com for more details. That's Millburgernursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 6 1604 on Boulevardy Road.
9: Come on, kids,
1: we're late. Honey, the car won't start.
9: Mom, the dog just sat on my science project.
1: Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At getethos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day, with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com That's E-T-H-O-S GetEthos.com GetEthos.com
2: Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics are one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For details and to sign up, click on the Stand with Israel
11: banner at 930amtheanswer.com. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith, after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's new book On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and select Costco stores.
3: Millburgers New South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. You were talking about crepe myrtles. I think Neil Sperry talks a little about crepe myrtles. Yeah, he
5: he talked about um, uh, he and Greg Grant uh, nuts over this pruning of the crepe myrtle. And um, this person had written in and said that, when the first cold spell came in December, my two cray myrtles seemed to die. A lot of people think when uh, a deciduous tree or shrub loses its leaves, it's dead. Nurseries love that. You be... Yeah. Uh, other other types of plants in our neighborhood have green buds now. Other types of plants. But these plants are completely brown. Or will they come back? Also, when do I prune them? I prefer not to prune the one in the backyard unless I have to. And Neil answers: uh, Crape myrtles are subtropical deciduous plant. That means that they often hold their leaves into very late fall. Usually, usually I, what I've noticed is after they turn color, they fall.
4: Well, and we made a campaign a few years ago to don't be you know, let them harden off don't um, mulch them don't fertilize them in the fall or yeah, anything yeah right so you, you don't want them to continue that, that growing into the winter time
5: right yeah he, Neil says your crape myrtles are behaving like all other crape myrtles across they look absolutely normal and he sent him a picture he sent greg hey sent neil a picture as for pruning, we knew where this was going. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't ever top a crape myrtle for any proposed, purported reason. You'll see other do so, but only because they don't know better.
4: <laughs> well, I'm never going to take Greg and um, Eel in my neighborhood because I've got some uh, oh yeah folks. And then they've got these uh, six-inch diameter crape myrtles with the globes. Mm-hmm. that You know, with the, that's all that's left up there. They cut them back every year. Yeah. Uh, big, big stub as they leave them. And, of course, I've mentioned to them... Yeah, how'd that,
5: how that go for
4: you? Uh, they just giggled and <laughs> asked me if I wanted a drink.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, well... Uh, I mean,
4: you know they've got they've got wonderful nice landscapes and so they do, you know they generally are good. Uh, take good care of their landscapes. That's just something they done forever, and that's what they and get good results from.
5: They them. bloom every year,
4: yeah. and originally, I guess I guess the uh, the this is this is one of the dilemmas in the old days they planted the plants that were larger than they should have been. Mm-hmm. And so, they, you know, they have a six-foot fence, and then they've got a plant that wants to be 20 feet. 20 feet, and they want it to stay down there closer to that. Right? Yeah. But anyhow, that they're uh, just smi- smiling and enjoying their <laughs> landscape and do it every single year.
5: You know how to correct that, don't you?
4: No. Dig
5: huh. it out and replant. Oh, the appropriate size plant. Oh that's the only way to correct them. Pruning pruning won't do it. That's hey. what
3: I, Oh, sorry, we got James on the line. He wants to continue talking about crepe myrtles at two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, James?
14: Hey, I heard you guys talking on the radio about fertilizing crepe myrtles. All right. You know what Professor Whitcomb said, don't you?
5: I don't know, but I'm anxious to hear.
14: He told me and all the rest of them guys that grow crape myrtles that if you want to grow craved myrtle, you shoot the nitrogen to them when they come out in the spring, and until they flower, you you can really go with it. But after they flower, no more fertilizer, boy, because you're just wasting your time and your money.
4: Well, yeah. that, that's consistent with that management that we uh, adopted uh, a few years back, and that the, I was trying to remember what the problem was. I think we had some. Uh, oh, we had some cold damage. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to to ensure that we didn't have the same amount of cold damage the next few years, and so we were trying to get a set of stimulating a longer bloom season and more. New foliage. We are trying to get them to have a great bloom in the summer, but the then just gradually drop mm. their leaves and harden off. Well, so the, that's consistent completely consistent with that.
14: The guys that grow them for you guys to buy. That's what they do. They, as soon as they come out, they use massive quantities of uh, all kinds of fertilizer. Go go go! And then once the flower hits, that's it. That's all. And sometimes I'll be in the nursery and I'll see homeowners come in and want to fertilize their great myrtles. And, and I try to remind them that those days are gone, man. You're, if it's flowers, you're past the fertilizer part of it. But there's a lot of homeowners out there that don't know that. And they want to fertilize them in the fall because somebody said that trees need fall fertilizer. But that's not a good way to go with a cray myrtle.
3: Hey, James? Yes, sir. You're our lunar planting person, right?
14: Hey, you guys got to get ready because uh, February the 6th, time to plant uh, the carrots.
3: All right, so that's the new moon?
14: Well, okay, carrots are a short germination crop. You got short, long, and extra long, and that dictates when you plant them. Short germination wow. crops get planted in the new moon, and so do extra long germination crops. And then uh, the long germination gets planted in the full moon.
4: I guess I've gone ahead and planted mine too early. I, I can go ahead and harvest them, though, still, can't I?
14: Man, you need to call me over there and let me dig them for you, because I'm, you know, I'm known to, to eat the carrot. They, this has been gotta, This
4: has been a great year for carrots. They hey, really let me double
14: you. Let me tell you something about carrots. I, I'm sure you know this, but I don't know about your listeners. Um, yeah, I didn't do any uh, fall winter carrots. I, I'm, I wasn't ready, but I've got the beds ready for the the main crop spring carrot. I've been buying that seed from Johnny Seed. They're little uh, carrot seeds that have a pellet. They're inside of a pellet, and it's a little white pellet. What you do is you take your time and you plant those pellets every three inches apart and then you don't have to thin them. Okay?
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
14: Because they'll, uh, they're already thin because you're planting them three inches apart in a row. But if you take those naked seeds and go down there and shake them in the furrow, I guarantee you, you're going to be sending carrots, and that's not any fun at all.
5: <laughs> yeah, pelletized seed.
14: Yes, sir, that's the only way to go. It's cheap. You get like 250 of them for five or six bucks. But, uh, that's all the, the real good varieties Johnny's got. Uh, the little sweet ones are the long sweet ones.
5: All right. Yeah, you'll want to buy that uh, every year. Because the uh, pelletized seed doesn't seem to oh. store. Huh. No, you don't oh. want to. You don't want to save
14: them. You want to. You want to order them and get them in fresh crop uh, seed, pellet right. seed, and then you want to plant them. But right. it, it's a whole lot easier. You can see those little white. They're about as big as a BB and they're white.
6: And you can yeah. see them where
14: you're planting them. And yeah. and if you if you plant them right, then you don't have to go back and thin them.
3: Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. So, James, since one more lunar planting question for you.
6: Uh-huh.
3: Is there, is there any significance to the eclipse tomorrow night for, for people well,
14: I, who? I'm sure I don't know.
3: Okay. I didn't know. it's a, It's a significant event. I didn't know. If, if people who... If
4: James doesn't know, just think of all those people <laughs> out there confused. How are they going to deal with this? Well,
3: I don't know. I Man. thought I thought maybe an eclipse would there would be like, okay, this is your chance to plant blank. So we should try something and okay. say, okay, we're plant, planted it by the eclipse and see what happens.
14: We're planting um, lettuce. We're planting... We're let- seeding, uh, let's see, I don't know how many trays of soil blocks with lettuce seed here in the... Uh, in the, in the full moon, so Okay. Try,
3: man. All right. It's the wolf, the super blood wolf moon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Thanks, James. Man. Bye, James. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. Bill is on the line. Hey, Bill, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? Uh,
15: it's going real good. How are y'all?
3: Good. What's going on?
15: i uh, <laughs> got a question about that Suma orange. Um, I planted mine about ooh, two years ago, and I harvest my first fruit uh, in December. Okay. And uh, is that a true orange? It's that a suma? mandarin.
5: It's a mandarin, which is a more more of a sad, more of a tangerine than it is an orange. Oh, okay.
15: Okay, yeah, mine is a Cito. That's oh, that's good.
5: Cherry's that's favorite. That's what we've been eating up there.
15: It's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it, but I was expecting a real orange, you know. Um,
3: like a navel orange taste? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, you can, we've been, uh, uh, folks have been bringing us navel oranges to eat, too, <laughs> so they're they they're they're surprisingly cold tolerant. Yeah, you can. Uh, and I I don't know if we have any left here at Millburgers. I suspect we do. But uh, yeah, that yeah that is a good plant to uh, okay. plant in the backyard.
15: Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a, a nip. Like I said, I was a little surprised. You know what? I I picked it and it peeled it. It peeled real easy, like a tangerine.
5: There you go. And
15: and uh, then I tasted and I went, oh man, this is a tangerine, not a not <laughs> orange. <laughs>
5: yeah, it, it's a Mandarin. Uh, they, they call it a Mandarin orange. Okay. but uh, uh, it's closer to a, it's closer to a tangerine than it is a true orange.
15: Okay, good deal. Uh, like said, you got I, a good
5: you got a good tree.
15: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're they're nice size. They're they're larger than a tangerine tangerine that I know of. But uh,
6: yeah, yeah, how
15: many how many fruits should I expect next uh, next year? I had how many How year. many did you have this year? Uh, two.
5: Oh, okay. Then you'll have
4: uh, more next year. Is it in a is it in the ground or is it?
15: Yeah, I put it in the ground. How, uh, how I, big I is How big is it? Way, I, way after I, you know, I did that. I should have left it in a container for a couple of years.
5: Well, where do you live,
15: uh, east side of town.
5: Okay, you'll be okay. Okay.
4: How many, Jerry? Now your tree is pretty old, but no, oh, yeah, you get you get uh, what a bushel a year, a bushel a year. Uh,
5: okay. A lot, a lot of times, if it overproduces that's why I asked you how many you had on it this year Uh, it'll 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 be reduced number next year or or maybe even miss an entire year if you overproduce it and uh, rather than thinning the fruit when they're about marble size which nobody will do uh, but so uh, that's, that's why I was hedging the Asking you how many you had this year.
15: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we like it. Uh, like I said, I was just good. expecting an orange.
3: But uh, I can live with this. Thank you okay, very much. Okay, it's good. Thanks, Bill. You take care. Bye, Bill. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So, how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has done doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 On Boulevardie Road.
11: Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show.
2: The Dell Wamsley Show. Weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer.
11: The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas.
12: By now you've heard or seen the Gillette Razor commercial that depicts one of feminism's stereotypes about men. In the ad, men are lined up behind barbecue grills. In another scene, boys fight with each other and are eventually separated. Then there are boys who look more like girls than boys. Draw your own conclusions from that one. There's been an assault on masculinity and what it means to be male since the 1960s. Remember when feminists advocated giving girls trucks and boys dolls, thinking this would help eradicate the difference between male and female? It didn't. It's all part of the same effort to emasculate men and make them subservient to women. Where in modern culture is the man who is a faithful and loving husband, a good father to his children, and who displays integrity in all he does? absent instead we get predatory males rapists adulterers and worse if that's possible on tv and in movies at the same time the feminists disparage men many complain they can't find men who will commit to them you can't have it both ways i'm cal thomas
11: For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for
13: your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurray, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com
5: Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom
6: line
3: Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Low tonight, about 35, so protect what?
4: Nothing. Just, Nothing? Just okay. Chill, chill hours are, are racking up.
3: Uh, so chill out. Florida chill. King
4: Florida King is starting to bloom in my... Uh, oh, is just, Yeah, just one... You know, buds are buds are uh, swelling, swelling, but there's one that opened, so that's that's on, right on time. Then we had somebody from the oh east, east of the San Antonio that had his his trees were were blooming several varieties, including the Florida King. So yeah. really, localized conditions make a difference.
3: Oh yeah, all right. So don't panic.
4: No, not with
5: 35. Right. That's 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 really. Now, the hair country may be a little colder than that.
3: What about those things that are like my knockout roses that are blooming and stuff like that? Is it going to knock off the blooms? I
5: don't think so. No. Okay. Good. Yay.
4: Well, 35 will. No. But in but if you get a lower, if you get colder weather than that, generally on roses, we just let them get knocked off. and then uh-huh. They'll oh, okay. reset fruit. Okay. So it's the limes and lemons are tough. And we want to protect them because it's so, it takes so long for them to get restarted. And our uh, Cycleman. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, it's easy just to cover them with just a, uh, that insulate cloth. Just a one strip across
3: really makes a difference. Oh, there you go. All
4: right. And it, it also protects against
5: wind.
3: Oh, that's a good point.
5: Uh, that, uh, that, that's not the only, that insulate product— uh, Protects wind, wind damage too. Wind, so wind, which can be almost as damaging as
4: uh, as cold damage. It's a pain. Yeah, you've yeah, talked
5: uh,
3: about that before.
4: It's a pain in the butt to put the covering on when it's windy too. Yeah. You, if you have a little help, that really makes a difference. No. Yeah. Two of you can uh, can do it, and one spends his time, you know, you just just like in the comic in the comics, you know, you yeah. put this side up. <laughs> down, and then this other side's getting blown up right.
5: Do you pin yours or pin your cloth, or do you just weight it down?
4: I weight it down. Well, I do both. I use clothespins and then uh, pin it down. Part of it is, too, if it's windy or not when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. which shouldn't be that way because you probably quite often it will get windy later. Yeah, right. I've, several times over the all those years I've gardened, I've gone out there uh, after afterwards and all my cloth is, or coverings have been piled, piled up on the fence. Fence because of the <laughs> wind, yeah. So
3: well, I have a weird question I'll ask y'all tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I won't sleep tonight. All right. Well, maybe y'all can think about the answer huh? to this. Because we only got like a couple minutes. Okay. So you know we got big trees in our um, in our on our street. Yeah. And there are houses that have no trees. Right. All right. And their yards are full of leaves. And then like so, I can look. I can walk down the street. I can see where the tree was. There are no leaves there. I can see the the house next to it. Yeah. And there are no leaves there. I can see the house three things, and that is covered with leaves from that tree that was two blocks down. And the one next to it, if I'm going further down from right to left.
4: Jerry's made an art of that. in his yeah. of, uh,
3: <laughs> So why is it that leaves stick to that one yard and that grass, and they don't stick to the other? I don't one? know.
4: Patterns, it's those, those weird wind patterns.
3: You think so? Uh, uh, it is. There's, yeah, nothing, it is. there's nothing about the grass itself, like if it's... Like ours is is fairly. It's just Saint Augustine, and maybe they don't stick or something, or I don't know.
5: I've got, a, I've got a 30, 30 foot thirty uh, over thirty foot tall red oak in my backyard, and I've never raked a leaf.
4: Okay, so I uh, never I rake the leaves anyway, but. <laughs>
3: Now, I understand. I mow the
4: leaves. Yeah,
3: I mow a, a little but bit. But the wind's blowing. It, why does the wind now? We'll talk about it tomorrow.
4: But <laughs> but Neil Neil mentions quite often that there are some surfaces that are, well, the obvious ones are uh, are uh, monkey grass and things like that. It's harder. To,
3: okay, for the leaves to yeah. keep moving. All right. Well, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. We're going to say goodbye for today, but we want to encourage you to keep listening and uh, enjoy uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. His show is coming up next on The Answer. Uh, We want to thank Al for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air and making it sound good, and we want to thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery and heard only on The Answer.